You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number 59. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk for Real Men. I am Guy Mullen. And I'm Chris Field. Great to be with you. It's good to be back, Chris. And today we're going to carry on with the series that we've been working through on Thriving Through Change. This is uh, episode 7,922 on how to process change. (laughs) You're a bit of a cheeky one, aren't you? (laughs) Well, we've done quite a few of these, but it's interesting. You've been building one thought on another, and there's quite a lot of components. It just shows that change isn't just a matter of open one door and walk through. Yeah, so change is like a moment in time, but then transition is not just a moment. It takes a period of time. It can take months, can take years even to be able to process from when a change starts to actually complete it and then move to a new chapter. That's one of the things we're going to be going through today. Well, what I've observed as you've gone through this book of yours and shared these different thoughts about what you've distilled in change is that a lot of it is actually internal. A lot yes. of it's actually the way your head processes stuff or your heart, how you deal with stuff. Yes. I'm not going to go through a full recap. You're going to have to go through the earlier episodes. But what we're going through is 13 principles, Achiever's Guide to Thriving Through Change, 13 principles to help you to, to th- thrive through through change in your life. And these are, uh, are lessons, principles. They are they are things which... which uh, have been a number of years in the in the making as I've been through life transitions through through you're, work and work and family. You're talking from experience, uh, and filtered through coaching science, if mm-hmm. you like. So, as as a coach, one of the areas where life coaches focus is through life transitions, and and so that's a blending of these together. So that's not it's not rocket science. A lot of it is common sense, and with a lot of people that I work with, you know, pretty high achievers, most of them, and so they do tend to have a lot of common sense. But often we need a little bit of a nudge, and there's things that we forget. We need a little bit of encouragement or just a prompt, and oh yeah, okay, right. And and so that's what this 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 book is designed to do. It's just an ebook which is designed to do is to give you a prompting as to well, okay, that's an area which maybe I need to give a little bit of thought about so that I can fortify myself, fortify my family, and help us to navigate this period of change more healthily. And talking about navigation, you've actually got some kind of a, a model or a map or something that people can then ref- reflect on that defines where they might be in that whole change cycle. Yeah, so the model I'm going to refer to is not one of my creations. It's one which is a well-tested model which was developed by the the Hudson Institute of, um, of Santa Barbara. It's called the Cycle of Renewal. I've changed the order of the phases a wee bit because of where I prefer to start. But uh, this is the model we're going to be talking about in today's lesson. And how many parts in this model? What are we? So there are there are four there are four parts. So it's not not too complicated. No, it's, it's not, not too. Not no, twenty-seven. You can, count, you can count to four. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't give him any opportunity to have a jibe at me. He takes them. <laughs> So yeah, it's got it's got four parts, and and I guess as a lead into this, we talked about I think in the first the first episode is it we call it episode the first part of the series we did on thriving mm-hmm. through change. I talked about how we could see our life as a little bit like a river, mm-hmm. right? It has a beginning and it has an end. Everything that has a beginning has an end. And as I think of a river that you know, maybe it's in your country, uh, a big river, it goes through a lot of different landscapes as it moves down from the mountains. And uh, maybe it goes through wide open areas 
with his pasture land and maybe it goes through some forests, maybe it goes through some canyons where it's quite narrow and maybe there's times where it's very flat and still and wide and there's other times where it's uh, raging, rapids. Like rapids, yeah, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. there's there's a river in, in New Zealand that I've been down in, in, a, in a raft, the, the Buller River, and it's has the record or close to having the record as being the, the highest change from its lowest to its to its highest because mm-hmm. it goes through these canyons the water's coming down from the mountains and when there's a lot of water coming down it can it can be unnavigable when it's when it's raging like that and so our lives can be like that too so we've got these chapters in our lives which are relatively stable right so say we've just started we're, maybe we're at university or we're or we've um we've started a career we've got a job right that's stable we're getting paid each week each week or each month so stable you mean like predictable it's Pre- the predictable set. predictable mm-hmm. and so there's we don't need to we still got to obviously go to work but mm-hmm. there's some things which are stable about about our lives and we can focus on other things so then you know we've got we've got the basics covered so in the western world we tend to have a roof over our heads right we've got enough money coming in to be able to feed Pay ourselves bills, and yeah. And, and clothes and so forth. Other people in, in other parts of the world, they don't have that. They, they have to work hard in order to be able to get clean water, right, and sanitation mm-hmm. and so forth. But for us, we've got these periods where in our lives, maybe it's during we're having kids or we've got a job and things are relatively stable. We've got the skills to be able to navigate that part of our life reasonably well, right? Yes, there's things we'd like to be better, right? Maybe we'd like to have that, that holiday home down at the beach or we'd like to be able to do this and that, but... Things are relatively stable in terms of our basic needs. But then there's times in our lives when those things that we knew as being predictable, those things of being under control, they can start to break away, can fall apart. Sometimes we can see them coming. Sometimes they hit us hard. So this would be like having the company we work for go broke and we're suddenly out on the in the unemployment field. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Right? We're starting to find a new job and we've still got a mortgage to pay. The things that we previously thought as being stable and predictable all of a sudden we've got to put a lot of attention and focus onto it right we no longer have so much control as so this is what you're before. calling your rapids is this your yeah. sort of turbulent water mm-hmm. so so we've got so we've got these got these rapids and sometimes we hear rapids coming if you've been on a big river and then in, and there's a, a grade three or four rapid coming you can hear it long before you get to it you can hear That's the when water. you paddle to the edge and get off <laughs> and 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 it's an interesting time because uh, for some people that's exhilarating, it's exciting, mm-hmm. and that's the piece, piece of the river they want to be on. I know when I take my son kayaking down the river, he just wants to do the rapids over and over again. No, no. But for me, uh, now in the stage of life I am, you know, it's it's not quite as thrilling uh, as as what it was when I was when I was his age. It's more of a case of just wanting to get through it, right? You're just wanting to navigate it well, not fall out of the not fall out of the boat. And not have an accident, bash your head on something. Mm. You just want to get through the rapids. And but you know it's coming. You can hear it coming. And so you're thinking about how am I going to navigate this piece of water? What are the skills? Um, and when you first see it, you think, okay, am I going to go to the left? Am I going to go to the middle? Am I going to go down the right? How am I going to navigate this so that it's safe so mm-hmm. I can get through it? So there's it's a, a sense of, a of chaos. Chaos and adventure all blended together. But your heightened sense sensitivities or heightened attention, focus. Yes. Yes, very much so. And so in this model that the Hudson Institute use, it's got these two parts. It's got the chapters part and it's got the transitions part. Okay, so the transitions are like the rapids and mm-hmm. the chapters are like those stable, predictable parts of our life where things are under, under reasonable control. And with each, within each one of those two, there's another two sections. 
So let's start with the first one. So, um, so I'm going to start with what I, what I call my phase one, and that that's the getting ready stage. So that's the time when you're it's a transition phase, and it's a time when you're thinking about or planning for a change, planning for a transition. So obviously, coming to the end of your schooling, that sort of time. Yes. Okay. Yep. Or coming to the end of your your graduating from university and yeah. thinking about a job, or having set a date to get married. Having yes, huh? uh, or having, um, or maybe you're planning on leaving your partner, okay. um, or planning on a divorce, or. You're about to have some children, right? Or retirement is coming up. Retirement, the the next yes. Year. Mm-hmm. So it's when you can see a change coming. And mm-hmm. and if you can see a change coming, that's a really powerful time when you can prepare yourself, right? It's a time when you can uh, when you can draw upon the resources that you have at your disposal to really prepare yourself for what's coming up in your next chapter. Uh, uh, excuse me being a bit facetious when I ask this question. Do you think people really do prepare themselves? Uh a lot of the time, no. I think a lot of people just somehow know it's coming, and they don't actually realise the need to prepare themselves. Well, that that is certainly that is certainly true, and that's I guess one of the points of going through this is that uh, to, to trigger people who can prepare themselves to think, okay, well, how can I prepare myself for this for this coming? And so you think about starting. A good example is starting a business, and that's mm-hmm. one which which I've done. You're thinking about, okay, what business am I going to go into? And so you know that it's coming, but you're not quite committed to it. There's something that you want to do, but you haven't made the commitment. That's mm-hmm. that's the, the getting ready phase. And so what are you doing? You're going and doing research. You're going and speaking to people and getting people's advice. Okay, so you're you're drawing upon your resources to, to plan how you're going to make this work. Can it work? Am I just uh, sort of riding in a fantasy land or can this actually mm-hmm. fly? Right, so this is this is this is what you do during the planning phase, and so obviously when you're thinking about a business, you want to be doing all that homework, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to make a commitment to throw the money and the time and the resources, and then find that you can't do it. Like mm-hmm. the like Jesus Jesus said, nobody builds a tower, right, and then finds that they haven't counted the cost, yeah. right, and then makes himself to look like a fool, right? Yeah. And I've done that. I've got I've gone into a business and I haven't done enough homework, and it hasn't worked out. And and you do feel pretty foolish, so this is that first phase of doing that so planning you're that, before you make a commitment. It's a preparation. You're calling it getting ready. Yes. Yeah, okay. And then that leads on to obviously jumping out of the aeroplane and hoping the parachute works. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's a good analogy as well. So it's it's when you actually make that commitment to go for it, and that's phase two, the go for it phase. Right. So at that point, you are committed to the change. That's that. At that point, you are committed to this next phase of your life. Yes, and so that's when you you've started. You've said yes to the job. You're you're in there, and away you go. And you have you have a, a reasonably clear vision about what it is you want to achieve, and you're working towards that vision. You have a vision, and you have a plan. So you, hopefully, you've worked out that plan in the getting ready phase, and away you go. You put your time, your energy, and your heart into it, and off you go. And you're likening that to the rapids. Uh, no, so this That's is the, the this rapids. is the next okay. phase. So the the transition phase we're in before phase one was like the rapids. Okay, okay? but that's and it can be a small rapid. It doesn't mean it's got mm. to be a life threatening rapid. It's not the Niagara Falls, no. Okay. No, it can. Be, it's just, but it's a period of change. But now you've hit a new chapter of life. Right. This is more the the wide open. 
you might still be paddling hard. It might still be fast water, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying that you're sitting back with your feet up, but this is a new chapter of life that you've committed to and away you go. So you've entered into it, entered into the marriage, entered into the business, entered into the whatever the plan was. You've stepped into that. that and it tends to be a time when you've got a lot of optimism, Right, and a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. Right, because that because that vision brings well, that's enthusiasm. That's why you chose to go that way. Yeah, it's something you want to do. That's right. You've got a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of optimism, and you're not may not be entirely single minded, but it is taking a lot of your focus to make it work. Your marriage, the new business, the new job you've launched into, a baby's just been born. Away you go. It's 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 a it's a good time. And that season can last for quite a while uh yeah well yes it's, it can and it's it's a wonderful time this is the best phase to be in is it okay the go for it phase because mm -hmm. this is because you know you're full of energy you're and optimism it. you're mm -hmm. you know especially for depending on what your personality type is to some degree but for someone like me who likes to get things done this is the time when you're just you know you're just full of enthusiasm to knock something over to get to achieve that vision that you've set for yourself. Runs on the board, as they say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. You're swinging the bat and the balls are going over the fence mm -hmm. and you're going for it. Mm -hmm. Which sport were you talking about? <laughs> we've, got, we've got some listeners from all over the world here. Yeah, they probably have no idea about cricket. So anyway, but uh, our American friends will know about hitting balls over fences from baseball. They, they will, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but well, then... Where does that lead? Where do we so, so, so what can then happen is that that period of optimism starts to fade. The vision maybe doesn't look quite as bright as it once did. That there's some disappointments have come in. Um, that optimistic enthusiasm hasn't quite enabled you to overcome the, the, the impediments and the obstacles that, uh, that have sprung up. Um, and you move into phase three, which is the doldrums phase. Can I comment on that, though? You've made it sound like the doldrums is a product of negative things. I think sometimes people just get tired or bored. Or yeah. Bored. So it's not necessarily that, that their dream was wrong or that their no, program no, no, was not, wrong. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Not as if it was too hard for them, but they just simply, I've been in this job for a while. I've been yep. sitting at this desk for a long time. I'm, and it just becomes too routine, too familiar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so the vision doesn't doesn't motivate you Not like it, like anymore. it did, yeah. right? So, you know, we can come up with with any number of examples, but uh, I guess one of those which is quite pertinent and relevant to to us at the moment is that uh, you know we're, we're a homeschooling family, right? So, and having and having had nine kids, that means you've got a lot of years that you're you're homeschooling, you're schooling your kids. Because even the first one goes from, you know, you start at five or six and then you finish when they're 18. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, that's 12, that's 12 years. But then you've got another, uh, then what have we got? Uh, we've got about 18 years between the oldest and the youngest. Mm. And so, you know, you've got. So there's thirty. Years you might have thirty years. Of, yeah. You might have thirty years or so of homeschooling. Doing the so, same thing almost. So you right? can't expect to be in the go for it phase mm -hmm. all the way through, mm -hmm. right? The vision is still something which is important to you, right? But it's not enough to keep sustaining you and to be giving you that excitement to get out of bed every day. And so what typically can happen is that yeah, you still want to achieve that vision, perhaps. Maybe you don't. Not talking about throwing out the vision, but 
you need to reevaluate re the plans that you're using to get to that vision. You really want to relight the fire if you can somehow. But uh, okay. Yeah. So this point here, people can have that if they've been 20 years in a particular career and it doesn't matter how many more uh, commendations they get to what they do. It's just doing more of the same. And it's mm. like, yeah, 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 life's just a bit bit dull. Life's just a bit routine. So this this time is characterized by you know being a bit bored, maybe getting a bit restless, mm -hmm. uh, being stuck. And at worst, you could be actually quite angry or quite in denial because what you were chasing for seems unattainable. Yeah, disillusioned maybe. So mm -hmm. it may it may be both. It may be that, yeah, I've been doing the right thing, but I'm just bored with it. But it could be also that, well, I was chasing after a dream and I was just a fool. I shouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. And and you can be quite pessimistic and low energy and, and also become quite resistant to change at that point as well. Mm -hmm. And the hope starts to drop off. Whereas in phase phase two, in the go for it phase, you had a lot of hope about the future, a lot of expectations about what you can achieve. Now that hope has really dropped off. So where do you go? How do you get out of that stage? Okay, so there are two, there are two ways out of this, really. And so one of them is to move into the next phase, phase four, which is the, which is the cocooning phase. But there is actually another way out as well. And... That's where you decide whether you want to go to a mini transition or a major transition. Okay. So if you're going through a major transition, then you'll be moving into phase four. Which would be like career change. Cocooning phase. Going out and starting your own business instead of working for a boss or doing something dramatic like that. So we'll go through the we'll go through the cocooning phase first. And this is this is a period where there's a lot of introspective evaluation of it's it's not about what's happening outside of you that's been a catalyst it's been an instigator of change but what is really going on through the cocooning phase is internal change and this is the this is what really slows things down because internal change can be really slow and can be really hard because so much of what we knew about ourselves is suddenly up for question, up for grabs. So you come up with a who am I? What am I doing this for? Uh, what, what have I got to be enjoying myself from here on in? Where could I go? All that sort of stuff. Yeah, and so this is introspection. The, and this is the classic mid forties, midlife, midlife happens between about thirty five and about fifty five. So and you know and and it's and it's a real and it's a real thing. There's hormone changes going on, but there's also this 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 dawning reality that. Wow, I'm halfway through my life, and what am I doing? I'm I'm going to work for most of my life, and I'm a paycheck, and my marriage perhaps isn't as good as what I thought it was going to be. And my, my kids, kids are don't off doing my, my else, kids are yeah. off enjoying their life and don't really respect me, and you know, and mm -hmm. you can be thinking, well, who am I? All I'm doing is I'm going to boring meetings. I'm uh, my talents aren't really being fully used at work. Uh, I thought I could achieve so much more than this. Mm -hmm. Young what have I become? Are, are jumping ahead of me, all sorts. Of so things. you know, so that that's that's one example where where this sort of cocooning phase can come in. You think, well, who am I? I thought I was, I thought I was this top shot lawyer, and you know, and my life was just going to be great. I just make all this money, then be able to go and and you know, and enjoy myself, but. But what has my life become? Or you know, and I was a little bit like that with with being in the energy industry for for twenty plus years, and I sort of had that point where I thought, well, 
it wasn't really a midlife crisis point. It was more of a case of looking ahead of those who were further down the road in the corporate world to me. And, and I was thinking, well, look, I don't want to have the life that they have. You know, they no longer do the things that they used to be good yeah. at, you know, within this business. You know, they used to be able to do, they used to be able to trade and come up with strategies and come up with, uh, with, with, um, you know, and do mergers and acquisitions and do a lot of the fun stuff, yep. stuff that they were good at. Now they're at boring meetings, they're playing politics, they're forming alliances. It's like some game of Survivor yeah. in order to position themselves to keep their jobs and to keep, mm-hmm. um, keep the money coming into their team and so on. You know, and they're spending more time at work. They're not happy. Their marriages aren't working well. They mm-hmm. don't know their kids. When I looked ahead, I didn't. I didn't want to become one of those people, right? And so that initiated that initiated me to take some action and to make some change and to to get out before I got pushed. And then when that actually happened, then that actually forced me to think, well, look, who am I now? Because I was always the electricity guy. I was always the that that all that is everything I've known since I was at university. We even studied energy when I was at university and were solving energy problems back then. Mm-hmm. And it's all I've ever known in a work sense. What am I going to do now? And so I had to reevaluate who I was, what I wanted to be, what I could actually do. And and this is a time when you start to question everything. You start to question the your ability to make decisions, right? Maybe you'd always been good at making decisions and things working out, but now you start to question your ability to be able to make decisions. I see you use the word cocooning there. It makes me think of the sort of the chrysalis. It's like yeah. um, you are you are actually changing, but no one sees the change. It's sort yeah. of a hidden change, yeah. internal. That's a good observation, and it can be a very lonely time. Right. It can be a very lonely time because there's all this stuff going on, and you're struggling with who you are, and you're and you're, you're not yet become this new person, and it's painful. And for us men, and that's why the, that age group of, of about 35 to about 55, it is massively overrepresented in suicides. Mm. This can be an intensely lonely time where this transition is going on and men struggle with it. Uh, women tend to reach out for help a lot better than what men do, and so men tend to classically cocoon it and try and work it through themselves. They've always been able to work through their problems before. And now all of a sudden this is happening and they feel like they're losing their mind. They don't know what's Mm -hmm. going on. And it can be a real struggle. So what should come out of that process? Where should... Oh, hang hang on. That's a major change. You said something about a mini uh, mini transition. Yeah. So so this can actually be avoided, right? This can actually be avoided by making a mini transition. And so a mini transition is probably best represented by you keeping the same vision that you had through phase two and phase three, right? That same vision, but you've just changed the way you're going to get there. You've made some, mm-hmm. you make some small changes. And so we went through a mini transition recently ourselves. So as I mentioned, my wife had done most of the homeschooling for the last, uh, it must be almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she was in the doldrums phase, you know. Been and, there, done that too many times kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so the question is, well, what do we do about this? Now, we could go through a major transition and the kids could go to school or we could, um, you know, she could go out and, and join the workforce and, you know, th- that, that would be a major transition. But what we decided to do is, well, no, we wanted to keep the same basic vision but 
we needed to change a little bit of how we got there. And so what she decided to do was to jump from the doldrums phase through to phase one, through to the pre-planning stage, to the getting ready stage. And that's what a mini transition does. It jumps, it sort of jumps over the cocooning phase and goes straight from phase three to phase one, keeps the same basic vision, but makes some changes in the plans on how you get there. So in our example, what she did was she decided to do, to start a part-time naturopathy degree. Okay. So starting her third degree, because she did two degrees when she was in her 20s, and she decided to do do this. It's going to take eight years if she continues to do it part-time, but it has reinvigorated her. It's given her new energy. We're still able to keep the same basic vision, but it is now giving her a, a sense of what she's going to do when... When the kids are all off your hands. When the, when the yeah. DNS comes along mm-hmm. and how she is going to use some more of the some other talents that she has, right? How she is going to be making making an impact in the world over and above what she's done with her children. As we heard with Robin Robin Jordan, mm-hmm. she found that her whole identity was tied up with being a mother, mm-hmm. right? Because she'd been a mother for so long. She had seven kids. And when that all started to end, she was left with the question, well, who am I? What am I? What am I going to what am I going to do next? Is my life over now, now that I've finished being a mother and raising my kids? So we've, we preempted that, I guess, with, with Amory having this interest in natural, natural health and her having a big role in helping a number of our kids, one of those which had autism, another one which just had chronic illness, and being able to help them, it became a no-brainer for her to start studying natural, natural health in some way. Mm. And so she jumped straight across the getting ready phase, started researching, who am I going to join? Which, which university am I going to go with? Talking to naturopaths about their experiences and researching the, the, the rules and the laws and the way the Australian government is starting to change its dealings with naturopathy and researching all of this and providing it all together before then making a decision, right, I'm going to go for it. So you would get back to phase one, which is getting ready either by going through cocooning and yep. having that self-introspection, who am I, what I want to do, Yep. or by sticking with your original vision and saying, let's find a way to refresh and replenish what we're yep. already doing. Yeah. Okay. So you ask the question, what do you expect to come out of, out of phase four, the, that cocooning, cocooning. phase? Mm-hmm. So ideally what you want to come out with from that is... First of, all, first of all, you want to be able to let go of the past. So for me, I needed to be able to let go of being the electricity guy, mm-hmm. of having my self-worth, not entirely my self-worth, but having, there was a large amount of my success and who I was and what I did each day and what I talked about with people was to do with electricity, right? When someone started talking about energy and electricity, that's when I'd get animated and, mm-hmm. and go for it. So, yeah, so, so you need to have been able to let go of the past because you can't really grasp the future until you've been able to let go of the past. So that's the first thing. And secondly, you need to have a really good, honest look at yourself. And there are really good tools to be able to do this. So obviously you can go and talk to people and a pastor and and you can talk to a counsellor and, and coach and things like that. You can, you can spend time with them. But there are also a lot of good tools for you to work out what your values are because you probably become out of touch you've changed over the years and come out of touch with what really is deeply important to you 
And I think our values do mature over time anyway. They, they change focus with dec- one decade to another. Yeah. So one of the tools I have on my coaching site is called Core Value Compass, which is a really simple process to be able to go through and be able to work out what your core values are. Because whatever it is that you want to do on your next phase, when you move to the, the go-for-it phase, if you know what your core values are, then you'll be able to line something up through that filter, which you're going to really enjoy doing because it's part of your core values. Mm. And then also really look at your personality and also what your strengths are. Mm. So you want to have a really good sense. These are all internal things. So really have a really good sense about who you are and about what it is that's really going to push your buttons for the next season of life, the next chapter of life. Basically, you're starting the whole cycle all over again then to get ready to go. And you, you should anticipate which will end up going right yep. around that cycle um, yep. in so th- time. So the turning point in the cocooning phase comes when you're able to let go of the past and be able to really focus on planning, okay, what's next? I want to think about what's next in my life, what's coming next. And as we talked with Robin, you know, she got to that point where she thought, okay, I want to be a life coach. That's what I want to do. That's how I can be help people for the next half of my life. And that then pushed her into doing the research for where she wanted to study and what niche she wanted to work in and then to make a commitment and way and way she goes and so yeah. she's in the go for it phase. Mm. So that that little simple model helps everybody kind of stop and just reflect, okay, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Where, where I and where am I at the moment? And then maybe rather than just let the future invade your world, actually anticipate what that next phase is. And that's be. that's where it's really useful, firstly to help st- help you to stop thinking that you're crazy, that mm-hmm. you're abnormal, yeah. that there's something gone wrong with you, right? You're not you're not abnormal. Change is actually hard. With even a positive change, getting a promotion to a new job is actually hard. Positive change is hard and negative change is even harder. And so you're not crazy, you're just in one of these phases. And then secondly, also to be able to anticipate what's coming up. So you may be getting into your marriage with your sweetheart and think, oh, this is wonderful. This is going to go. This is going to All last forever. All my problems will be solved. Oh, I'm just going to be happy forever. Mm-hmm. But it's not. You are going to move into a doldrums phase where it's not quite as rosy as what you thought. Those things which were little quirks before and now all of a sudden become little annoyances. Mm-hmm. And so if we are aware of what's coming next, then we can we can prepare ourselves for it a little bit better and not be angry with ourselves and the world around us when it finally happens. I think we've probably run out of time, but you've done well by getting through all of that. And people can listen, of course, to the podcast all over again and, and sort of and get a copy of your book anyway to be able to really go over that uh, more definitively. In That's right. Situation. So we've got a picture of the model across on the show notes okay. at realman247.org. So you'll see it there. And over on my coaching website, guymullencoaching.com, you will be able to find the, uh, the e-book that we're working through in the series. Which is called? which is called The Achiever's Guide to Thriving Through Change, 13 Principles. The Achiever's Guide of Thriving Through Change by Guy Mullen. Well, Guy, thank you for just going over particularly that model because it's fairly comprehensive and I think a lot of people will be saying, okay, that, that makes sense. I can see where I am now. Yeah, okay. and, and the good thing about this model, I think, is that it's not age-specific. There are some ways of looking at change which are about teenage years or about your 20s or 40s or so forth. But as we start to think about our 
dominant area of life, whether it's family or whether it's work or or study or whatever it is, where are we in that in that in that uh, in that model? And it really helps to be able to get through uh, this chapter or this transition in life in a much more positive or thriving way than what we would otherwise. Well, thank you. Thanks for putting it all together. Obviously, you've given a lot of thought to it, and that's why the material is so valuable. So I trust our listeners are getting a lot out of it too. What are they going to do? Go to the show notes to get the, the, to get that. Yeah, um, at realman247.org, and you'll find it all there. Fantastic. Well, I guess that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. We're just glad you could be uh, benefiting from uh, Guy's hard work, and uh, thanks for your support. And it's goodbye from me. And from me too. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.